I listened to some Beatles and thought a bit about my future. What I would really <laughs> like to do. Yeah. What I would really like to do is photojournalism. I would love to take photos and write. I've got to be confident and tell myself if I'm going to be successful. Uh, (laughs) So Mm. I feel like, yeah, journalism was something that was definitely on the cards. Yeah, but yeah, why don't you do that? Because remember I mentioned applying for a cadetship and but mm. for some reason I don't think I applied or maybe I did and I didn't get it, but I don't remember applying. Maybe there'll be more information. Mm. Hopefully in Hong Kong my main purchase will be a good camera, probably Canon AE if possible. Then when I come back from Hong Kong I can go around and take photos, do a bit of writing in between working for dad, question mark. Next year, if I do arts, I'll take subjects that would help journalism. And then in brackets, writing and lit slash English. And concentrate on taking photos in my spare time. And then writing too. But am I good enough? I suppose I hesitate to commit myself because I think that the career I follow should be something at which I excel above most other people. It should be something also that I enjoy to the point of furthering it outside pure work and career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, I feel like I'm still in this existential roller coaster of trying to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life. Like, and I don't know if I'll ever know I've realized. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, there's just the amount of plans and ideas and thoughts yeah. and dreams yeah. and, oh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this. It's constant. And mm. maybe just, I don't know. I do think it's, I think there's like three types of people in terms of the career, the people who like know exactly what they want to do and go do it. Yeah. People that just end up in whatever they can do and yeah. do it. Yeah. And then maybe everyone else who's just like, I guess I'll do whatever I can and still be trying to work towards something, but you always just got these half plans. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like if you don't figure it out this age, you maybe just never going to know. I know. <laughs> and I, and i don't know like some people just follow pathways like just opportunities arise which is another which is kind of what i guess i'm doing right now yeah you know and sometimes you can just create the opportunities hands down by being aware or being open-minded or keeping options open things arise mm, i just yeah it's interesting it's just there's too many options yeah, of what can, you can do these days, these and you days, can have yeah. too much information on them. Yeah, like back in the day, you're like, okay, I want to be a lawyer or a doctor, and you maybe know some stuff. Now mm. you can literally like read anything you want to buy anyone who's a doctor and a, a lawyer mm. about what their life is like, what their hours like, what it's like working for a law firm, how much they get paid, mm. how long it will take you to get to a certain level of payment. Like, there's no naivety left, which I think you sometimes need to do a plan. You need yeah. to kind of just like not know yeah because I feel like if you know everything you're like I'm not going to do that if I know it's going to take me 20 years of working x amount of time like Mm. it's just Mm. it's so easy to kind of have the information and I think it just means everyone's looking for the perfect thing and there is no perfect thing no I suppose by going to uni next year I'm prolonging the crunch i.e getting a job I could have applied for a copy person cadetship at a paper, but I think going to uni has benefits, so I've decided against that. Uh, It gives me time to mature, finishes my education in a general way, gives me time to get work published, gives me time to think, (laughs) hopefully with an arts degree, 
behind me, I will keep more doors open than I will uh, if I did a cadetship. Hopefully, with maturity and time, I will find more confidence in myself, even to the extent that I end up even slightly egocentric with a question mark. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so pathetic. No, you're, you're forming, you're developing. Yeah. For photography and journalism are forms of art and artists need, to a certain degree, I think, a high level of confidence and even egocentricity because they need to have faith in themselves and their work and be determined enough to suffer rejection, not backs, and the opposite of success, failure underlined. And that is very true. That is very true, but I also think it's something that people just have or don't have. I don't think you can tell yourself to be egocentric. Like you can tell yourself to be more confident, but like say something like you're writing mm. where you care so much about it that you're willing to put yourself out for failure and experience that. But if you don't have a passion for something, say like, I don't know, photography, I don't know if you had a passion then or whatnot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, well, I'm going to like develop myself into this person so I can be like an artist. You know what I mean? I think so. I think but I think at this age, for me anyway, like some people did have absolute passions. Some of my friends had real passions. I had interests that I don't think were really passions. So I had things that I was interested in, things that I was maybe quite good at or thought I was good at. I wouldn't say I had a passion for writing even at that stage. It was something that I was interested in. I liked reading and I was good at writing. I'd always been told that I was good at writing not necessarily creative writing even. I was always a good speller. I was always a good sort of essay writer in terms mm. of expression. So, I, you know, I'd sort of be looking at friends and they would have passions, some of them. Mm. Yeah, I agree and that's how I feel now and I feel like I've said this to you. It's like I feel exactly the same way. I've got a lot of interests. i got things that I'm good at. I've got things that, like, I enjoy but there's not that, like, all-consuming this is my thing and, like, I feel like particularly these days – where people are so encouraged to turn their thing into a business or into something that gives money or is like this career, but it's great. They're not doing the nine to five working for someone else because they're an amazing jewelry maker or they do amazing mm. art or they're amazing at pottery. And it's like some people are really good at like turning yeah. that into a business. Interestingly, because I think we were kind of talking about this before when I was talking about well, actually might have to beep this. What's I told you she's this. She's the woman who went over to Istanbul, oh, Istanbul. Alert, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of built this very specific jewelry style, which is very kind of Turkish, and has made a business here. And you know they're beautiful jewelry pieces. And um, yeah, I was talking to her at his birthday, and she's like, "I know her," and I was like, uh, "Oh my god, really?" Yeah, and she was like, "So we're not really close, but you know, I've hung out with her quite a few times." And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "She's not Turkish, is she?" And she was like, "No," and I was like, "Okay, interesting." We were just kind of talking about it. And like yeah but she's not like she's not a settled person nothing's good enough nothing's right. enough you know like she's built this amazing thing and but she's like working so much she's constantly I can't come do this because I'm doing this I'm doing this and she's like obsessive right. about it and it's like part of me is like do you want that do you want that and I think that's what it is it's like we we are so trained and kind of told that a passion or a life's purpose or a big career is what we're supposed to do. And I'm not saying it isn't, but what that means is your life is out of balance, mm. right? You're putting everything towards one thing. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I think for me personally, it's like, I want to lead a balanced life. I want to have more than one interest. And I feel like if you've got like one thing you're doing, you don't get those other interests. Like I realized that when I, I had my little folly of thinking I might want to change and do med and become a doctor. And I think I remember <laughs> how, that. How, yes, I do remember it very clearly. How old were you? I was like 19 maybe. Yeah. And it was, I was, I, after doing a year of arts where there's just no structure and there's no career mm. path and you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's interesting, yeah. but I don't know what this is for. I just like the structure of it really appealed to me. The challenge of it appealed to me and the, I guess the prestige of an impressive career appealed to me, you know, and this, mm. this hard thing that I could do. And then I would have this kind of. That you thought you could do. I could do it. Excuse me. Yes. you could Thank do you. It. But. <laughs> me never having taken chemistry I'm a very proud mother in always but I will say that is the one thing that you said you were when you were talking to me about that it was very hard for me not to say things like I think it's too ambitious I think mm. it'd be too hard I don't think it's for you like I just had to listen and kind of go mm interesting so find out you know and okay well you did very well because I didn't I did. think you had these doubts at all I did have all of those doubts I was all hepped <laughs> up on my own egocentrism of a first year uni student being like I can do whatever yeah. no, I, I was want. very encouraging very supportive but that's the only time where I've kind of gone yeah I think she's a bit um a bit not off the rails, but a bit. Just clutching at straws, maybe. No, just, trying just to a figure bit. It out. I think this is maybe a, just a bit uh, of a yeah, folly, a shade too far, a bit of a folly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't go through with it because I realized how much work it was, and that you mm. have to be willing to not have anything else in your life. Yes, you can't have your hobbies, you no. can't have your interests, and I'm sure people do. I'm sure mm. there are people out there, they're probably all type A people that schedule their time and wake up at like 5 a.m. or something. Like I know various uh, medical doctors who are writers, novelists as well. I think once you become a doctor, yeah, maybe, you know, you sure. can. But they've had careers for 20 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And like I think that's always been my thing is my impatience. It's like I don't want to have to do something for 30 years to then be able sure. to enjoy my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I simply won't. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I just I do think that's the thing, and it's like more and more people are wanting to just be able to like I think have interests and have mm. a life and have a job that allows them to have interests and yeah. not have that pressure to turn those interests into a business or into a career. And you're like, yeah. I can just like stuff. Yeah, you know, not yeah, everything yeah. has to make you money. No, no, and I think we need to resist that. I think we need to push back against that because we have all been groomed. To, and we were talking mm -hmm. about this earlier, we have all been groomed to produce content yes. for the voracious various Consumer. social medias yeah. for each other yep. for free. We are selling ourselves, selling our lives, presenting our lives, showing our food, showing yeah. our children, showing our holidays. Yeah. We are – so there's that. Um, but also being groomed to think of everything, to, to commodify everything mm -hmm. – in that way, so there's value there in terms of content creation, but there's also value. Well, there's also monetary value yeah. for many people being encouraged to become an influencer, to this, that, and the other, to to commercialise absolutely everything. And I want to resist that. I want to push back against that. Let's be doing some things because we love them, because we enjoy them for fun, and not for anyone else. And but and and maybe not showing. 
everyone. I mean, here we are, we're going through my diaries. I mean, mm. I mean we're doing exactly what I'm kind of railing against. I know, which is interesting because I, I do agree and it's like, it is, it is, and doing a podcast is so much work. It's so many free hours, yep. you know, for what, for why kind of thing. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's kind of just like as well, like, like all the digital currency and all these like get rich quick schemes mm. or ways in the, in the stock market and all these people that you hear, oh, someone made $30 million overnight because they did this and you're just like, oh my God, or someone made this yeah. much money because they bought a digital racehorse. You know, it's like this kind of this similar stuff of like there is this kind of lure of kind of like if you just do these things, you could live a life that's different from the nine to five slog, mm. you know, because no one wants to do that, to be honest. Mm. But then part of me is like, but maybe that's what you should do. Maybe the real fools are the people that are putting in so much of their own time and their own money into their businesses where they don't get super, they don't get annual leave, mm. they don't get job security, you know what I mean? And yes. I wonder if you did the maths and you realise, okay, what's your hourly wage for one of your business projects that you think is going to make you a lot of money? Mm. It would be way below what you'd be paid at a company. It would be in the negatives because people pay, you know, you're sort of paying out well, of your exactly. own pocket. Well, exactly, yeah, but like other people to help you with your business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, like, if we think about this podcast, we've paid out with mm. microphones, we've paid out with a website, a designer. 100%. And then hours. You know. And then and labor, yeah, labor. So, so we're we're in, the, like, we're in a deficit, absolutely. Yeah. And with each episode, it's more of a deficit. <laughs> Just more digging that hole, yeah. You know, and that's the interesting thing. And so you know, okay, so that's it. We're we're canceling it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> so I don't know though. It's it is interesting. I think it's definitely something to be aware of, and it's about yep. balancing because you know it doesn't mean sit back in life, don't do anything, don't have mm. projects, don't try have a business, don't try make some money. No, because I don't think that's the answer too. Like I don't want to be, yeah, just a drone who works in the corporate world for 30 years, mm. you know, doing that and that's it. But, yeah, again, balance. I don't think mm. all one way or all the other way is the way to do it. And, and awareness and knowing that you have choice and you can exert your choice. You can, you have yes. personal power. Yes. You can exert choices. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, over the last few weeks, me really stepping back from my personal Instagram and not doing anything on there mm. is just like, okay, well, I will put this time and energy into the podcast Instagram because yes. I do feel like it's building something. Yeah. So yeah. let's put what energy I have towards with a purpose to that, mm. not just this like continual, like you're saying, pro proliferation of content for mm. people and mm. Just with no with no purpose and no reward, you know, apart other from other than to fill other people's feeds. Yeah, and the and the reward and the feedback is being like, oh my god, X amount of people looked at my story, yeah, yeah. and that becomes super validating for how I feel like I'm living my life. And then you're just like you're living your life for other people. I know it's just is, it's bullshit. It it is, and it's like okay, use Instagram for what you can get from it, and this is what. Um, Flex has always said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I wasn't paid to be on here, I wouldn't be on here. It's crazy to me that people are just on here. Why? But they use, they're using us, so we need to have the same approach. We use them as a tool for what we want. Yeah, and it can be a great tool. It can get you where you want to go 100%. Social media for businesses, super mm -hmm. effective and should be used. But for personal, for individuals, mm -hmm. no, yeah. I don't think so. Get yeah. out of there. It's a yeah. trap. And it just yeah. takes so much of your life. <laughs> well, yeah. 
and I think Twitter's a bit different because Twitter came out of the tech community and it was just a – it's not – it's a different form. Like it's not image-based. It's not mm. content-based in terms of that generating the content. It's very discussion-based and interactive-based. Yeah, some, I don't know. I don't – I've never really been on Twitter. I will never be on Twitter. Mm. I think I hate Twitter. Yeah. I hate. Yeah, it's not – your generation is not really – It's just – Unless you're in an industry – that uses it yeah. exactly and like there are a lot of people my age who like need to have it or whatever for whatever yeah. they're doing yeah so everyone quit instagram except don't and follow us on instagram <laughs> follow us on our instagram mum's bad diaries yeah it's great it's like a scrapbook of all the stuff we're reading about yeah and um yeah so if you're going to be on it at least yeah check us out and um and leave comments and get a little good little kick of serotonin for the good old days pre-screens and pre all this stuff you know so exactly it's the least it's the least we can do (laughs) yeah 